It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Let's welcome tonight's guests. In 2019, her mouth set the North American land speed record. Co-host of Outnumbered, Emily Campagno. He served the perps their just desserts. Former NYPD inspector Paul Morrow. He travels the country curing and causing sex addictions. Host of Ask Dr. Drew, Dr. Drew Pinsky. Finally, she's like a construction site. Kind of loud, and old men are always stopping by to stare. Fox News <laughs> contributor, Cat Tip. <laughs> Emily, what do you think changed people's political affiliations? What created all, all these independents? You claim to be a lawyer. Do you have some insight into this? Well, just my opinion on this one, which I think two things have happened. Number one, I think the Democrat Party has absolutely fallen off the rails. To your point, it's like searching for a needle in a haystack if we can find a moderate Dem. And I think, frankly, as people appreciate common sense of, oh, my streets are filthy, my kids aren't safe, they're being indoctrinated, I actually do believe in simple biology, just the fundamentals of life, liberty, and the protection of our borders, that they recognize that that party is no longer anywhere near any of that. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is I think that the caustic atmosphere that has been created and furthered, mostly by the woke left, on social media, in mainstream media, think about the polls that have come out where over half of respondents say they wouldn't go on a date with someone of the other political party. Six out of 10 students say they wouldn't room with a, another student of the other political party. Almost seven say they wouldn't marry someone who voted for a different party. So in a way, I think registering as independent simply gets you into the pool where you're like, you know what, I'm safe. I can be normal. I'm not in one of those tribal, you know, this side of the bench or this side of the bench. And then it doesn't matter how I made my way eventually to, as they say, I can vote for normal. And then I'll just um, conclude by pointing out that the Republican Party is gaining, however. Black Americans and Hispanic Americans in record numbers are joining the GOP. So that shows you that while the independent number is growing, yes, so too is the GOP because they are rational, common sense, and life, liberty, and freedom. Very good. Paul, you claim to be in law enforcement. Um, I do. Yes. Uh, Do you think people are just too scared to say what they are right now? I do, actually. You know what? I mean... I'm going to push back on the entire premise of this poll, right? Because, first of all, these are the same people who always tell us how polarized the country is, right? So if we're so completely polarized, how can we have this big, squishy 50% in the middle, right? Right. So why are they doing that? you got to say to yourself. Now, Mm -hmm. these polls were always taken in urban areas. Mm -hmm. You go up to somebody in New York City with a clipboard, and you ask them, so what's your party affiliation? Yeah. There are two safe answers, (laughs) Democrat and communist. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yes. (laughs) So if you say independent, what that really means is hyper, hyper, MAGA. Yeah. And that's it's a it's essentially a safe answer because you don't feel like getting into a fist fight that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have to say to yourself, why are they putting it out now? And I think it goes to what you were saying, Greg. What's really going on is you're seeing the blue collars mm-hmm. shifting to the right because they don't want Bud Light cans and all that sort of stuff. And then we all know what's being shoved in our faces and they just don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And so this is essentially a way to cover, I think, a significant shift in the electorate. We'll see 
But the fact that Lee Zeldin almost got the governorship in New York in the last poll tells you a lot. Yeah. This is, again, why I have a clipboard. <laughs> if you can go up to anybody and ask them a question about something with your clipboard. Yeah, try that. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You got to take Brian Stelter off it, though. <laughs> scare them away. No, this is the best part about it is Brian Stelter. <laughs> I think it's so cute. You claim to be a doctor. Yeah, I do. As Paul would say, I do. Yeah. Are you think these people are just waiting, waiting till the very, are they, could it be that independents are just more normal people in the sense that they don't pay attention? Like they're into the playoffs right now. <laughs> They're normal people. I am an independent. I have been for years. I actually thought I was a libertarian until I met Cat Tim. <laughs> ah. And I thought, oh, that's a libertarian. I have a heart. I can't oh, do that. I, I have know. a heart. Oh. Nice. No, no, no. It's not nice. I have a heart. I care about all of the same issues everyone does. I just happen to think the government's not the answer to mm. solving them. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, looked, it was hard for me to, to be har- harsh that way. I, whatever it is. I, I thought, eh, I want government to solve certain things. But, uh, you know, in California, you can register. You can re-register every 10 minutes. Yeah. And so I've been in both parties, but years ago I finally went independent and have been so ever since because the extremes on both sides are problematic. Did you take the hormones? When I, when I was transitioning? Yeah, when you're transitioning uh, parties. I, I, I sort of went hyper male instead of switching over. <laughs> that's exactly. Oh, that's right. You, were going, you weren't going to the Democratic Party. <laughs> so, that's when they have, the, they, have the, they have the puberty blockers. Can I take girl ho- hormones? <laughs> Not now, but... To it, get my boobs big? Oh. <laughs> um, Doctor? <laughs> the, 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 sometimes it helps, sometimes it doesn't. So I'm not... So wait... We'll yeah. talk later. Yeah, we yeah. will. No yeah. doubt. Uh, uh. Do you know that here's the deal? I know what you're going to say, Kat. You're going to say, but wait, Greg, you're not talking about the libertarian uh, uh, alternative. There is a third party out there. My theory, and I said this to you once before, is to have a third party that's capable, you also need a fourth party because the third party always hurts the other party it's closest to. So you need to have a competing fourth party. So then you have a better chance. The third party and the fourth party has a better chance of winning without actually harming the other two parties that are their more, most like, which is what happened with Ross Perot uh, causing uh, Clinton, I think, Clinton to win. I yeah. can't and remember. And whenever you vote for a third party, whoever loses blames you. Yes, yeah. that's but true. But the side that wins is never like, thank you. Yeah. So yeah. I know that no matter what happens, when I vote libertarian, my person's going to lose and half the country's going to hate me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if I had that much power, my person might win sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually, I think that... Everybody or a lot of conservatives seems to understand market forces and competition, but they don't see how that would be better if there was way more candidates. And there would be competition. There'd be better candidates Mm -hmm. because I think with the two party system, that's how a lot of corruption is allowed to happen because they just play us against each other, which is a sort of distraction Mm -hmm. while they're able to get away with all kinds of nefarious behavior and by the way and take our money and take our rights away and we just sit there oh yeah well they're not taking away the rights as bad as these people are and we're arguing about that while we're being totally taken advantage of so that's why i'm an independent and that's why i vote third party all right well we've got to go before we go you can clap i'll talk we'll do it together (laughs) tickets are available for my next book tour i'll be hitting up atlanta cities in florida they exist there emily rhode island (laughs) pennsylvania and i'll have a special guest whose name is tom shalhoub go to ggutfeld.com for tickets before it's too late (laughs) before it's too late (laughs) all right don't go anywhere we'll be right back 
from the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Daddy doth protest when they made his wife clean up their mess. But should popcorn on the floor make a flight attendant sore? Toronto Blue Jays pitcher Anthony Bass. Wait, he throws Blue Jays? What kind of sicko is that? Oh, yeah, Canadians. Well, he sparked another airplane etiquette debate after complaining that his pregnant wife was forced to clean up a mess left by their toddler. He tweeted, quote, the flight attendant at United just made my 22-week pregnant wife traveling with a five-year-old and two-year-old get on her hands and knees to pick up the popcorn mess by my youngest daughter. Are you kidding me? Evidently, the flight attendant threatened her with a deadly weapon, an in-flight meal. (laughs) (laughs) But the reaction to the tweet has been more polarizing than a supermodel with a hairy back. (laughs) It's funny when you think about it. Some say parent, maybe it's not. Stop thinking about it. Some, pa- some say parents should be held responsible for their little brat's behavior. Others expect a bare minimum of a customer service on a flight. One anonymous person wrote, thank God I don't have to deal with this kind of thing because as the king of late night, I only fly private. Nah. According to Bass, United Airlines has settled things privately with him and his family. But alas, upon landing, his bag was stolen by Sam Brinton. Paul, whose side are you on on this one? Didn't the the flight attendant give him the popcorn? Yeah, so that's the salient fact here, right? Let's review the uh, bidding. So, (laughs) two-year-old gets on the plane. Yeah. Two-year-olds, terrible twos, right? Notoriously rambunctious. Mm -hmm. They're going to be in an enclosed area for a number of hours. Airline gives them a bag filled with hundreds of little pieces. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of that flight, Uh they are shocked that some of those pieces are still not in the bag. Yes. Goodbye. Yeah. All right. I get off that plane laughing. <laughs> yeah. And I don't understand how they felt they could keep her there. What was the coercion? Like, yeah. she, so they made her get on all fours and clean it up? Yeah. What, they yeah. made her how? Yeah, that's weird. So I don't, I don't really entirely get this story. Yeah, yeah, Kat. Uh, what's worse, that, they, that she had to clean up after her kid or that he went on Twitter to complain? Remember, we used to do that, but then we grew up. Yeah, I I did that one time when there was a, a, a large booger on my um, on my tray table because they were also still making me wear a mask. <laughs> How did you know it was a booger? Did you you, you don't know what a booger looks like? Like a fresh one? Oh, fresh it was a booger. very identifiable as a booger. <laughs> and I'm sitting there with my mask on, and yeah, I was upset about that because like I oh I wouldn't want wouldn't want to be unsanitary and breathe, yeah. but you're gonna leave this giant booger. <laughs> In front of me, so that was upsetting. But um, look, uh, who should have done the plane chores? Why not the, the like? Why didn't the baby do it? Or, or the five-year-old? Babies can't pick up things. Oh, uh, weren't they like playing video games? Yes. I would be in so much trouble if I was, if my family ever had you know enough money to bring me on a plane when I was <laughs> two. <laughs> like, and they because they are this is first-world problems, right? Yeah. Like my, you know, but I do it too. I've done it too. I've complained about stuff like this too. But I, I just, I would be really embarrassed, I think, if my husband tweeted, like, she had to clean up popcorn. But 
if it was someone else's booger, that's a different story. Yes, yes, someone else's booger. That's the name of my next book. Yes. <laughs> Emily, uh, I did not write this question, so I don't know if it is analogous to this, but if you knocked over a plate at a restaurant, you'd expect the waiter to clean it up. So if you're in the air, shouldn't the flight attendant clean up that mess? Usually, my, my issue with this is that the flight attendants don't clean the plane. The cleaning commercial services do after the flight lands. Mm -hmm. So to me, this is, yeah, yeah, that's a good analogy, but it's also not the flight attendant's job either. And there's not some type of transition of passengers that happens before you land where it's like, oh, someone else is going to sit there in a second. Can you help me clean this up? Like, no part of this made sense to me whatsoever. And to me, though, it was an issue of manners as well. Like, if you go to a restaurant and your kids make a mess, if, if they're polite customers, they'll, the, they'll probably help try to tidy. If not, you leave it for the restaurant. The restaurant is like, gosh, this sucks, and you leave a big tip. The issue is that the flight attendants don't get a tip. Mm -hmm. um, well, and, and also, what's the difference between a two-year-old that spills popcorn and if I accidentally spill my red wine everywhere? Right. Yeah, or I accidentally right. knock over my tray, which has happened. Or whatever, right? It's like, a mess is a mess is a mess. <laughs> but, you know, great, great. but Drew, in the green room, you said to me clearly, what would have solved this problem is if the plane crashed into a mountain. <laughs> that would have solved it. I thought that, that was shocking. But I, I got to tell you something. I, Kat just triggered a thought when she talked about her mask. And correct me if I'm wrong. If you flew during COVID, which I did quite a bit of, Flight attendants, who I have deep empathy for, they have, they, they've got incredibly stressful jobs, a lot on their shoulders, but they became like German, German prison guards. Yeah, I know. During, during COVID. If you had your mask, you know, slightly bit down, they'd literally come down in your face and go, do we have a problem here? Do you know that yeah. I, was, I was threatened to be put, a Delta flight attendant said that she was going to put me on a list. Yeah, yeah. I, I, all the time. I saw that happen repeatedly. So the popcorn thing, they're just going about what they've become, yeah. which is like prison guards on the plane, which they need to kind of dial it down a little bit. I have great empathy for them. I wish they'd asked the five-year-old, the two-year-old to do it. I think there was a parenting opportunity there, but there's, there's a problem. Problem, the way people think they can order other people around. Yeah, this is what we've been come, become to where you wear a talisman over your over your face, and it's the same as somebody saying, "Stand up and walk around the chair three times. Just do it. It's also, good for other people." Also, it's it's also like. Don't give snacks that are so messy and crumbly. Like they give you those little cookies and they all fall and it's yeah. all in the little in your shirt and everything. I hate you know, that. Planes are just weird. Yeah. Weird things happen on planes. Yeah. Like, you know, we get that story all the time too. Like yeah. Every time you fly, it's a little bit of a human experiment. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. We're no, we were never supposed to be put in a long metal tube 3,500 feet, <laughs> 35,000 feet in the air. Should be the opposite. <laughs> uh oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of time. Thank you, Dr. Drew, Paul Morrow, Emily Cabano, Cat Tip, our studio, and it's on Tuesday night with Trinity Jones, that's on Drake, and the Love You, America. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts.